Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 47 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch going solo with you all today. And as far as Pirates action goes today, there was none. It's been rainy. Pirates and Cincinnati Reds were postponed today. It will be made up over the final series of the game uh, of the season, I believe. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll get that game made up because unlike the pirates, uh, this game could mean something for the reds. The game will be made up uh, Monday, September 27th. Actually that's in between the uh, Phillies and Cubs series for the pirates. So not in the last series, um, but yeah, the pirates season is uh, it's winding down though. There are only, let me see here, 11 games remaining. The Pirates are 57 and 94. They need six more wins. They need to go six and five to avoid the 100 loss season and to get the, the over that we've been talking about all year long, the over 59 and a half. The Pirates are just three wins a game or uh, three wins away, sorry. So they would need to go three and eight to get the over. So the over betters, they're they're feeling pretty good right now. In all honesty, the Pirates have been playing some pretty solid ball over the past month or so, especially by their standards. Over their last 30 games, I saw this posted on Twitter a good amount after last night's win. The Pirates are 15 and 15. They're a 500 ball club over the past 30 games. And even more recently, if you look at it, um, this red series has not been settled yet, but they were, they split a game apiece in the first two games. But in the four series before that, the Pirates won every series. They took two out of three in every series. That's dating back to September. Fifth, They took two out of three from Detroit, Washington, Cincinnati, and Miami. And the funny, the kind of funny part about that is the Pirates were able to win the first two games of each of those series, but failed to get that sweep. The sweep has still not been had this season. But on the bright side, the Pirates have been playing good ball. And uh, in this red series, they lost game one, nine to five. That wasn't really wasn't really a great game on the pitching end um pretty much dylan peters struggled three innings pitched four earned runs cody ponce gave up two earned in two innings pitched uh kyle keller gave up two earned and new pirates uh and yell de los santos gave up a run as well not a great game. The Pirates actually got up to a 5 nothing lead in that one, and they then gave up nine straight. The Reds scored. So, uh, tough game there. Offensively, though, Yoshi Susugo keeps on raking. He hit a home run. Brian Reynolds hit a home run. Um, the offense looked pretty decent in that one. Five runs. They had eight hits. Uh, five runs. I mean, most of the time, five runs is enough to win the game. But uh, with the Pirates' suspect bullpen, I guess you could say, that was not the case. That was the first game of this current series. In the second game, the Pirates were able to win. They won 6-2. to two. Mitch Keller, we'll get to him in a little bit. Mitch Keller looked pretty solid. 
five and two thirds. He did give up seven hits. That's a lot. And he did give up four walks, also a lot. But he was able to limit damage, only two earned runs given up, only two strikeouts. You don't love to see that. But on the other hand, you do like to see that he kept it all together because a lot of what we've seen from Mitch Keller this season is once he gets into a little bit of trouble, um, the wheels fall off, he goes off the rails, it becomes a dreadful outing. But in this one, he was able to fight through five and two-thirds, looking not great, not having his best stuff, but uh, to be able to grind it out, that, that to me is a good sign. And from then on out, the bullpen looked pretty good. Uh, Anthony Banda came on for the final out of the sixth inning. He was able to get that with a strikeout. Nick Mears got into a bases-loaded no-out jam, somehow able to escape that, so kudos to him. And then scoreless innings from Chase and Shreve and Chris Stratton to get the Pirates a 6-2 to two victory in that one. Key Brian Hayes had three hits. Shout-out Michael Perez. Two hits for him brought the average all the way up to 143. Um, you like to see that, at least for one game. But this pod, I kind of wanted to uh, talk about the Pirates over the last 30 games. I was wondering. I saw 15-15. and 15, um, I didn't really realize that. I know I was fully aware that they had won four straight series with a chance today, if the game didn't get postponed, to win their fifth straight series and further ruin the red season, which that in itself has just been delicious to see the Pirates take uh, three out of their last five against the Reds, who are desperate, absolutely desperate for wins right now. That has been fun um, to see the Pirates win some games there because I really did not have much faith at all that the Pirates would be able to uh, – string together a few wins against the Reds after the first nine games in which the Reds went, you know, eight and three or eight and one, actually, sorry. And uh, they destroyed the Pirates. There's, there's no other way to put that. The, uh, the Pirates have been able to win some games lately. And right now the Reds are kind of falling apart. They're 78 and 74. Um, Sadly though, as a Pirates fan myself, San Diego Padres are also falling falling apart. They're 76 and 74. So honestly, at this point, it's classic. It's the utmost classicness. It's looking like the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be the second wild card. They're currently 81 and 69. They're four games up on the Reds, four and a half games up on the Phillies, five games up on the Padres. So that is sad, but Taking wins away from the Reds, that makes me happy. That is a nice silver lining. I hope the Dodgers just destroy the Cardinals. I was talking to Jake about this on the last episode. I will not be surprised at all if the Cardinals beat the Dodgers in the wild card game. Although that race is still not over yet. San Francisco is just one game up on the Dodgers. So whoever uh, wins that division or whoever has to play in the wild card game, that is going to be heartbreaking for whoever has to play in that wild card game. Because at this point, both teams are on pace for well over a hundred wins. Both teams might have 105 wins with one team just having 106 and they're going to have to play in a one game playoff where anything can happen against a team, the Cardinals with all of the devil magic and the luck and the baseball gods 
blah, 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 blah. That's going to suck for when the Cardinals beats one of those teams. But uh, I digress. This is a Pirates podcast. The main, the main thing I wanted to talk about is what, what's going on with these Pirates over the last 30 games? How is everyone doing? Uh, why are the Pirates 15 and 15? Why have they looked like a competent baseball team over the last 30 games? And what might that tell us about some roster decisions that will be made for next season? So just looking at it here, last 30 games, leading the way for the Pirates, I think we all know this. It's been Yoshi Susugo. He has been absolutely awesome for the Pirates over his last 30 games with the squad. He's hit 321, 413 on base, 718 slugging. Those numbers speak for themselves. 193 WRC plus. He leads the team in war at 1.1. That's F war. He's walking. He's not striking out a ton. Eight home runs. He's just been absolutely amazing. He really has. Um, Brian Reynolds, another player that he hasn't had his his best past 30 games over the past 30, but he's still been really good. The average is down 245, but he's still getting on base a ton, walking nearly 15% of the time. The on-base over the past 30 is 364, 429 slugging. He hasn't been great. He's Still been a well above average hitter. The WRC plus is 112. Three home runs in that span. Hasn't been hot per se, but uh, he's been he's still been their second best player. Um, and he is he is a he's a core member of the uh, the future Pirates. And uh, getting to watch him play, I've said it all year. It's been it's been awesome. It's been really awesome. And uh, Overall this year, I'll just read it out again. He's hitting 295, 383, 511 slugging with a 5.1 war. He's in the top 12 in F war when it comes to position players. He's going to get MVP votes. He's not going to get first place votes, but he might get some fourth place, fifth place votes. He's going to get votes, and he deserves it. 24 home runs this season in a lineup that has sucked all year. So those numbers are... um, really impressive when you consider both the environment the pirates play in the protection in the lineup the lack of talent reynolds has uh he's been able to he's been able to get through all of that and put together this really really great season moving on to other pirates that have been really good over the past 30 games anthony alford anthony alford as we know Came up, made the team out of spring training this season, and was absolutely dreadful. Over his past 30 games, though, he's or over the Pirates' last 30 games, he's appeared in 22 of them, 72 plate appearances. He has five home runs, four stolen bases. The average is at 288, and the on base is at 347. Not too shabby either. The slugging, though, has been great at 576. WRC plus 142. He's still striking out a ton, but he's striking out less than he has by a wide, wide margin. Over the past 30 games for the Pirates, his past 22 games, Alford is striking out just 30.6% of the time. And when you consider that his, uh, his number on the season as a total is at 40.7% strikeout rate. It's been really cool to see Anthony Alford uh, kind of turn around his season, 
cut down on the strikeouts. And, I mean, looking at him now, his overall numbers, his overall WRC plus on the season is at 96, um, just below league average. And considering where he was at, you know, in April before he got sent down, the fact that he's been able to get it together like this really, really shows me something. And at this point, I kind of joked about it on the last pod or one of these last pods, and I kind of wasn't for it. But Anthony Alford is probably going to be the opening day left fielder next season. And at this point, from what he's shown over the past few weeks, over the past month, I'm all right with it. I, I am I am all right with it. Jacob Stallings, he's been hitting again, uh, 292, 361 on base with the sluggings down, 347. But he's been good over the Pirates' past 30 games. He's actually on the concussion IL currently, so that is a little bit of a bummer. But Stallings has been good. Ben Gamble has been good all year, and he's been pretty solid over the past 30 games for the Pirates. 241, 368 on base. has been able to draw walks, which you love to see. Slugging not great once again, 379, but uh, he's been able to get on base, score runs, and he has the occasional pop, occasionally. I know the slugging doesn't look great, but on the season as a whole for the Pirates, Ben Gamble has eight home runs in uh, 352 plate appearances. So over a full season, he's about a 15 home run per year guy. And I believe he will be brought back. He's uh, arbitration eligible. So the Pirates would be crazy not to bring him back and be have him be their opening day right fielder next season. Ben Gamble's been great. Um, that's about it. Cole Tucker, honestly, Cole Tucker has been hitting a little bit. It's not great. It's not a lot, but... Over his past 19 games, 238 average, 319 on base, and a 317 slugging. Like I said, not great, but even more recently, I'm actually just going to look that up right now. Cole Tucker has looked, he's looked confident. Uh, I don't know if this is him finally turning a corner. Um I don't know if this is just a flash in the pan, a blip on the radar, but Cole Tucker over his, let me see here, we'll just say over his last five games, <laughs> once again, that's, that's, that's not saying much. It's only 22 play appearances, but over his last five games, he's eight for 19. That's a 421 average. He has a double. He has a triple. He's still striking out a good amount, but uh, he's at least had a bit of a hot streak. And if you stretch that over his past 11 games, still 297 average, 341 on base, 405 slugging. Uh, That's 11 hits and 37 at-bats, 41 plate appearances. So once again, that sample size is minuscule. It doesn't really tell us much, but... At the very least, we've been able to see that Cole Tucker is, he at least has the ability at times to hit. So uh, we'll see as the year comes to a close if he's able to continue that trend and kind of uh, give himself a chance to, to make the team next season. He's been pretty decent for the Pirates. 
Um, unfortunately, Kevin Newman has kind of cooled off over his past 28 games. He's hitting 217 again, 258 on base, 348 slugging. He's not walking, still not striking out, but he's not walking. And uh, that's, that's not great either. Brian Hayes. There's been a lot of talk about Caprian Hayes offensively this season. And um, I've kind of made the point where Hayes does not need to be the middle of the order type of guy. I like him leading off right now for the Pirates, but I tend to believe that when, when the Pirates are at their best in 2024, 2025, whatever year you want to throw out to where all of the prospects have arrived and the Pirates dream lineup that we all love to speculate over is up. I would guess that Brian Hayes is probably hitting sixth or seventh in that lineup. He's providing top defense at third base. He's already the best third baseman in baseball. He just is. I saw a stat where he has more defensive runs saved at third base than both Nolan Arenado and Matt Chapman, two guys that are considered the best third baseman in baseball. He has more defensive runs than both of them combined. So, uh, Brian Hayes, he's the best third baseman in baseball. So, if you pair that with above-average offense, not he doesn't have to be a 130 WRC plus guy. He doesn't even have to be at 120. If he's in the 110 to teens range, you know, if he can hit 275, 345, 440 with 15 to 20 home runs per year while also providing – the best defense in baseball at third base. He is he is a great player. That's that's all-star numbers, in my opinion. He's an all-star player. So if that's all he needs to do. Over his past or over the Pirates' past 30 games, he's played in 24 of them. He's hitting 276, so the average is creeping up. 314 on base. You don't love to see as much because he's not really walking that much lately. And he's not really hitting for much power either. That's uh it's a 347 slugging with no home runs. Five stolen bases, though. That is encouraging to see. And uh, the WRC Plus isn't great over his personal past 24 games. It's just at 80. But, once again, the defense is amazing. And uh, as Brian Hayes matures, gets more plate appearances, gains more experience, the guy hits the ball hard. That is not the problem at all. Problem right now is the ground balls, the launch angle. He needs to get back to uh, hitting more line drives, fly balls with the hard hit rate. Also, too, the thing about Cabrian Hayes is uh, he loves to hit the ball the other way. At times, I would say it's it's to his detriment. Um, I think pitchers at this point realize that. They're pounding him inside. He's still trying to inside out the ball. It's not really working terribly well right now. But uh, hard hit rate this season still. Still really, really solid. Uh, 45%. Uh, the barrels are down, obviously. But the uh, the ability to hit the ball hard is nice. The thing is, though, in 2021, Cabrian Hayes pulls the ball just a quarter of the time. He hits the ball to center 45% of the time, and he hits oppo 30.8% of the time. I think moving forward, 
I'd like to see Hayes work on pulling the ball a little more. Don't get too pull happy. I don't want him to be uh, Joey Bats out here, but just keep the pitcher honest. If someone fires an inside fastball on you, I want to see you turn the hips early and uh, make them pay because the power is there. Bat speed is there. The wrists are quick. He just needs to adjust his approach. He'll be just fine as a hitter. So uh, that's that's him. On the pitching end, okay, I mentioned Mitch Keller earlier. Mitch Keller, over his past six starts, this is all in the Pirates' last uh, last 30 games. Mitch Keller has had six starts, 32 innings pitched, ERA at 4.22, FIP at 350. Um, he's not really striking out a ton of batters, like, at all. But he's not walking a ton of batters either. Um, and he still has been unlucky with the BAPIP at uh, 378. Mitch Keller has been the Pirates' best starting pitcher this season in the second half after they traded it, Tyler Anderson. He's going to have a spot in the starting rotation next season. You just hope that he's able to continue to slowly it, – it, I know it seems like it's kind of been a snail's pace for him, but just slowly but surely get better every start, string together a few starts. I know he hasn't really done that, string together multiple great starts in a row, but he's getting there. He is definitely getting there, and I, uh, I have faith that he is he's going to be a solid MLB starter. He really is. I don't want to see him in the bullpen. I don't want to see him get prematurely traded to another team to where he is awesome for them. Pirates really need to stick with him, keep trusting him to go out there every fifth day and just uh, live with the results this season like they have. And uh, Mitch Keller is getting better. Dylan Peters has also been pretty nice for the Pirates in the past 30 games. He's had five starts, 22 innings, um, striking out a decent amount of hitters, walking less Striking out more than Keller and walking less than Keller. Um, ERA is at 409, so not not too shabby. FIP 361, also not too shabby. Dylan Peters is another guy that this is uh, this is kind of a tryout for him. Will he be someone in that starting rotation next season? And if I had to guess right now, I'm not 100% sure that he will be. If I had to guess right now, it's 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 gonna be Keller, it's gonna be Brubaker, even though Brubaker hasn't really pitched in a while. Brubaker will get the benefit of that doubt. Um, it's gonna be Brault, whether or not he uh, he's able to return from injury. I think he will be ready for next season. Chad Cool, I don't know. I don't know if the Pirates like him in the bullpen, or I don't know if they just put him in the bullpen to give him a little bit of rest for the rest of the season. That's kind of a question mark. And I do think that the Pirates will bring in a starter or two of the Tyler Anderson-esque, you know, contract one year up to around $3 million or so. Anderson was signed for $2.5 million. The Pirates are going to bring in a guy like that, and uh, that, that guy will eat innings. So Peters may be – these guys like Peters and Bryce Wilson and – Will Crow, I hate to say it, I, I, I think, I think if I'm the Pirates, I've seen enough. I really have. But he, he will be in the mix. There's going to be a lot of these guys. 
Mitch Keller's going to be in the rotation. Brubaker's going to be in the rotation. Brault's going to be in the rotation. They're going to sign someone. So, depending on Cole, honestly, I'm just going to say it now. Cole's probably a bullpen guy. He probably is. So, there's four spots taken, I would guess. With the final spot, you know, you have Kranich. You have Wilson. You have Crow. You have Peters. Peters is one of those guys who will be fighting for that last spot. But down the stretch, Peter has looked – Peters, sorry. He's looked solid. He has looked solid. Anthony Banda out of the bullpen. Nice little find for Ben Sherrington. 14 innings pitched over his last 13 games. Striking out 10 per nine. 314 ERA. He's been pretty solid. Obviously, Stratton and Bednar have been solid as well out of the bullpen all season long. Uh, Bednar's on the IL currently, so uh, that's not great. Jason Shreve, not too bad either. He's walking a ton, and it's not it's not great. It's not great with the inherited runners on. He lets them in. He tends to, but his ERA is 1.93, so you like to see that. Um, so on the pitching end, that has been nice to see. Um, so over the past 30 games, the Pirates are 15 and 15. Now you know a little bit more of the reason why. Keller's been pretty decent. Peters has been pretty decent. The bullpen has pretty much been taped together by Stratton, Bednar, and uh, Anthony Banda, of all people. And the offense the offense has kind of carried this thing over the past 30 games, I would say. Um, like I mentioned – Yoshi Susugo has been hitting like Babe Ruth. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He's been really solid. Um, Reynolds continues to be solid. Alfred, really solid. Ben Gamble continues to be solid. Jacob Stallings. The offense has really carried this thing, and the defense has been pretty decent as well. The pitching still, eh. It's still, and it still needs a lot of work. And when you look at the Pirates system, it needs some work. I have trust that Roanzi Contreras and Quinn Priester and Miguel Yajure, who I hope to see get a start or two down these, down the stretch, these final 11 games. I want to see that. But uh, the pitching is sus right now for the Pirates organizationally. The hitting looks good. O'Neill Cruz has just been awesome. He got called up to AAA, as well as a whole slew of prospects, Cal Mitchell, Mason Martin. Uh, there's more. Rowanzi Contreras as well. Um, a lot of guys have been called up to AAA to get started for next season, um, so that'll be fun to watch. But Pirates have at least been bearable to watch over their last 30 games, and um, it's kind of hard to recognize that in the moment when you just see the everyday record of, you know, 57 and 94, which it is right now. But it's been nice to see at least slight improvement. And the schedule does kind of have a bit to do with it. I mentioned that a few pods ago, looking at the Pirates schedule. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely eased up when you get to play teams like the Marlins and Nationals and Tigers. But, hey, the Pirates have also showed me something in the fact that they have given the Cincinnati Reds, who are holding on to their playoff lives, 
desperately. The Pirates have given them trouble, and uh, that's encouraging to see. We'll see. Looking at the schedule moving forward, um, the Pirates tomorrow are at Philadelphia starting for a four-game series. Um, tomorrow night, it will be new Pirate, Connor Overton, who's looked pretty decent so far. He'll be getting the start. He will be opposing Aaron Nola, who Nola's stats this season don't look great. The ERA is still at 4.48, but the dude still strikes out a ton of hitters. He's at his... He has 211 strikeouts this season. That'll be tough for the Pirates, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that's that's Thursday night. Pirates don't have a listed starter for Friday quite yet, but starting for the Phillies will be Kyle Gibson. He has been solid this season as well. Um, Saturday, Will Crow will get yet another opportunity. He will be facing off against Ranger Suarez, who. I don't really know much about um, he's pitched in 37 games this season started in 10 of those 90 innings total. He looks pretty solid, honestly, 91 strikeouts to just 32 walks, only four home runs allowed. That's, that's impressive to me. That is uh, Saturday night. And then Sunday afternoon, while you all are watching football, Max Kranich will be taking the mound. He has struggled, and the Phillies don't have a listed starter quite yet. But uh, I'm going to say the Pirates find a way to win two of those games. I like how they've been playing, and uh, I, I think it's going to continue. Monday, next Monday, the Pirates have the makeup game with the Reds. Then they finish the season six games at home. Nice little home stand. See if the Pirates can uh, get some fans out to close the season. Three with the Cardinals and three with Cincinnati. Who knows if any of those games will matter with Cincinnati. At this point, I would guess that the Reds are already dead and buried. Their season will be done. So uh, 11 games left. Let's hope the Pirates can win at least three of them to help the Pirates over win betters. Not saying that's me. It may or may not be. Not saying. But uh three and eight is the goal. And if you want to get really if you want to be really optimistic, six and five is the goal to avoid a hundred losses. We will be back after the Philly series, so that will be Sunday. And uh apologies, uh we missed the Sunday pod after the Miami series. Pirates did pretty solid in that one, winning two out of three. They were oh so close to getting that sweep. They were one out away from getting that sweep, but uh, Chris Stratton had trouble finishing off the save, and the Marlins hit a walk-off home run in the 10th. It's all right, though. It's okay. There, There still are three more opportunities for the Pirates to get that elusive sweep, and we'll see what happens. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. And uh, like I said, we'll be back Sunday. For now, though, everyone have a great rest of your day and peace.